welcome to the Carolina Snowflakes podcast, where two Southerners come to terms with their liberal snowflake tendencies. We're your hosts. I'm Amanda. And I'm Jason. And we are here with episode number 18 of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. We're calling this one Snowflakes Snow Thanks. That's right. Because this is uh, Thanksgiving week, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this on Monday anyway, and uh, I've never been a fan of Thanksgiving. No? As a holiday in general, um, I am an incredibly picky eater. I might be the pickiest eater of yeah. anyone I've ever met. Uh, yeah, you're definitely the pickiest eater that I've ever met, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's pretty extreme for me, so... A holiday that revolves around people putting food in my face and telling me to eat it or I don't love them is not an ideal place for me to be. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Thanksgiving's definitely like a feeder-oriented event, for sure. I mean, I've said this for a long time. Crack pushers could get a lesson from how people push food on Thanksgiving. If if they were as adept... At pushing crack onto the masses as a family is at pushing pie on Thanksgiving. That's right. We would all be crackheads. That's right. And um, or pieheads. Yeah, it's ridiculous how <laughs> how bad it is, and it's like it's like you only love the person if you eat their food, which is such a weird concept to me. It's also it's also very southern. I think I think it is. I think the whole kind of connection between food and love uh-huh. is a very southern thing. So if you're you're both showing love by presenting food to others and then you're showing that you reciprocate that love by eating the food. It's such a nightmare. It really is. And even for people like me, I'm not a picky eater. So I'll eat everything. Mm -hmm. And so people like me, what happens is we end up wanting to try everyone's dish. Yeah, to show them you love them. And And then before you know it, like you're stuffed to the gills, miserable, Mm. and your stomach's like, what did you do to me? (laughs) It's basically the inverse of my problem, which is where I'm like, everyone now hates me because they think I don't love them because I'm not going to eat their weird ass food. And you end up hungry. Yeah, and I'm hungry too. (laughs) Because you're like, I'm not eating any of this. Yeah. And it's weird. I know there are other picky eaters out there who probably have the same fundamental problem with Thanksgiving. Yeah. And it's kind of just a weird concept. And I feel honestly like like serious talk here for a minute. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I feel like probably three quarters or more of people have food issues in one way or another from one extreme to another and here we have this entire holiday that's like focused solely around food Mm -hmm. what a nightmare yeah and this year particularly is bad for me because i didn't get my favorite holiday which is Halloween. Yeah. See, I, I'm someone who absolutely loves Halloween. I love dressing up. I love putting on costumes. I love getting drunk and celebrating. And everyone gets to wear whatever they want. Girls dress slutty. It's and it's great. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. No, well, Halloween's by far our favorite holiday mm-hmm. as a couple, too. Like, Yes. It was one of the first things we bonded over was just the aesthetic. And awesomeness of Halloween. Uh-huh. And so this year in 2020, that has been stripped away from me. And I didn't get Halloween. I just sat at home by myself. No, we gave it up. And that was that was really unfortunate because we've thrown mm-hmm. a Halloween party every year Yep. for like the last three years. Yeah. And they've gone over really well and people have liked them and looking forward to the next year before the 
current year's party is even over. Yeah. And then what happens? Coronavirus takes that away from me. And then then it's like, okay, now there's a holiday that revolved around obligation and food, my two least favorite things in the right. whole world. And you're like, I don't want to participate yeah. in that. Obligation and food? Mm. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know there's some people who like those things, but not for this guy. And no, so- you definitely do not like to feel obligated <laughs> to do anything yeah and you also don't like uh-uh. food pushing and casseroles and you yeah. know so overall it's kind of a nightmare but i do like the idea of giving thanks that part of it sure i i get that part is pretty cool actually yeah i agree but that's not usually in at least in american in my in my life thinking about thanksgiving in my life in my childhood is not what comes to mind no i think you're more like me where it's almost like a feeling of dread mm-hmm. of like, oh, I have to go mm-hmm. be around people and yeah. eat their food. And, and my particular food pickiness revolves around foods not getting mixed together, which oh. is you can imagine at Halloween is, I mean, uh, Thanksgiving is not great because everything's a freaking casserole. Which Everything. It's stuff mixed together, and which they, is like my kryptonite. Yeah. And then they want you to like fix your plate and yeah. basically mix everything that's already mixed uh-huh. together with other things too. I know. And sometimes I'll be like, I like all the things in this, but I don't want to eat it because they're all mixed together in proportions that I have no control over. <laughs> <laughs> that's just an individual thing. I but. think that's really just you. But it but it makes the the whole holiday kind of no a I totally for me. get it no I, I um, absolutely also I realized that Americans were like morbidly obese as a nation so a holiday that revolves around stuffing food in each other's faces is probably not ideal <laughs> you stuffing it in each other's face I That's don't know weird like like a bride and groom like with the wedding cake <laughs> eat grandma's casserole <laughs> come here that's how it felt feels on the inside it might be a dramatization <laughs> uh, yeah no I think yeah I think that's a little bit um. Hyperbole. But I wanted to get that out because these are the emotions that I feel around Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's that's completely honest. Having been with you now for several <laughs> years, I know that that is the case. And oddly, we're kind of looking forward to not yeah. going, doing Thanksgiving yeah. this year. I don't mind seeing my family. I don't want them to feel like that. that's part of it. It's the food that's the issue. Uh... Sure. Yeah. And <laughs> obligation. But, like, I don't like obligation, but I also don't, the food is a major thing. Well, yeah, and especially because it is specifically the holiday where the food is pushed. Because I do better on like a holiday like 4th of July where it's family, but it's also fireworks, which is yeah, something I can get behind. Yeah, you're blowing stuff up. There's nothing to blow up at Thanksgiving no. except maybe the turkey and the deep fryer <sighs> if things yeah. go awry. Yeah. So it, it's just different for me. If we gathered a family together around fireworks, I would be more enthused. Yeah than uh food as as me as an individual but i know somebody listening to this has to also be a picky eater and i feel your pain but i know pretty much everybody listening can relate to how weird thanksgiving is in elementary school is it weird or just overhyped well yeah overhyped how how much influence is put on it in elementary school is crazy you got to make stuff out of construction paper well it's been a long time since either of us have been in elementary school let's not tell them that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but maybe things have changed. I just know mm. I remember being in like kindergarten. Yeah. And there being this whole week-long celebration of Thanksgiving and misinformation about white people interacting <laughs> with natives yeah. and something about some corn. You didn't know it was misinformation at the time. No. It turns out yeah. perhaps it was. And then we had to do like arts and crafts. So we had to make... Uh, construction paper feather headdresses yeah 
because that's cultural appropriation. And like, that's also when we sat Indian style. Oh, they don't do that anymore. No, it's crisscross applesauce. Yeah, no. they don't they do not do that anymore. But it used to be, okay, everybody, gather around. Let's sit down Indian style. That's how it was when I was a kid. What? I don't... I, I don't want the audience knowing I'm that old, but yes, that is that's what it was called it's when I was a little nuts, kid. Yes. And we used to make little uh you used to have to make a turkey. You like trace your hand. Oh yeah, the hand turkey. And then make a turkey <laughs> out of your hand. I remember that. And yep. I remember they would do like the pilgrims and they would have the hats with the buckle on them. Uh-huh. And my theory is that the buckle was so that like when the grown-up person whose head was bigger would give the hat to their their young son, like, here you go, here's your working here you hat. Go, Lassie, they could tighten the buckle. Now yeah. I don't know if that's what the buckle was for. I feel like the buckle was more symbolic of some kind of like hmm religion conservativeness <laughs> that that makes sense i my child brain thought that it was like a belt for your hat you're like that's a hand-me-down hat <laughs> yeah so you can strap it to your head i don't know if that's true i want to i don't know either i'm gonna look into it we'll, we'll have to look that up we'll fill you guys back in when we figure that one out yeah the be- the mystery of the pilgrim be- buckle buckle but they did we had to do a little play i remember having to do a little play mm-hmm. where i had to learn uh the emancipation proclamation for some reason which i don't know if they did that at thanksgiving but was i was that i was gonna say was that thanksgiving no I, it probably wasn't it was probably in february but <laughs> i relate them together for well, it was some probably because it was colder weather and it was like a play we had to do and i think like yeah I don't think that has anything to do with Thanksgiving. I don't either. Even in the skewed kindergarten sense. Well, that's how weird my memories of kindergarten are. Right. It's just flashes. <laughs> yeah. Flashes of hand turkeys and emancipation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, aside from my wildly politically incorrect memories of Thanksgiving <laughs> as a youth, mm-hmm. There are some things that I can say that I like about Thanksgiving, and that's the, like I said, the part of where we're giving thanks for things. I feel like that's pretty cool. Yeah, that part seems valid. Yeah, I I do want to say there are some things that I'm thankful for in this world. There is the cheesy things, my family and loved ones, but after that, my my mind goes to the internet, Mm -hmm. or maybe at the same time, (laughs) my mind goes to the internet. You're like, thanks, family and internet. Yeah. I'm very, very, very thankful for the internet. I absolutely yeah. love the internet. It's the greatest invention that ever happened in my lifetime by a long shot. Yeah. I remember the beginnings of it and realizing immediately how awesome it was. I, it didn't take me any time to realize how cool the internet was. The first time I got on AOL, I was like, this is spectacular. <laughs> You're like, whoa. Yeah, because there were people and I could talk to them, but I but I didn't know who didn't they were. Didn't know them. And they might have pictures that they could show me of pornography or whatnot oh yes that as a 16 year old was spectacular it's like the best thing ever yeah and then i remember just the concept of going into chat rooms i mean like these people are just talking about like stanley kubrick movies which is i was 16 i just discovered stanley kubrick there's a group of people and that's all they're talking about none of my friends give a shit this is amazing yeah but i can talk to these people who do it was it was it was life-changing and i've Mm -hmm. loved the internet i love everything almost everything about the internet i think we both do i think it plays a pretty big part in in this podcast mm-hmm. and kind of our focus and attention and the yeah. things that we choose to talk about and the things that we talk about here are things that we actually talk about in our day-to-day lives and yeah. a very internet online yes. based. I think partially being a liberal in a really red place in a really non-liberal place the internet is like your safe haven it's like where you can go and not be be around people that actually think like you instead of a bunch of rednecks. <laughs> yeah. Flags. Right. Yes. Yeah. And yes. 
And that's nice. It's really nice. It is nice. It's nice when you have your thoughts and feelings validated, Mm -hmm. even if it's through someone across the screen or through the screen. It made me feel like like faith in humanity, like the world isn't screwed because not everyone is as stupid as the person immediately to my left or right at any Uh, given moment. Right. Which is nice to know because when you're in school and you're young, you get the impression like maybe these are what people are like. Like maybe everyone's real dumb. Yeah, or maybe I have no choice but to deal with this uh environment. Yeah, and then the internet saves you from that. And I think everyone has experienced that in some way or another. And it's really been super important to me and it's been something that's affected my development. I'm who I am because of the internet. So I Well, the fact that we even know each other. Right. Is due to the due internet. Due to the internet. I, I have to thank the internet for pretty much everything great that I have. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love it. And I'm thankful for the people that invented it and thankful for, I'm even thankful for the government for supporting it. Wasn't as that, weird as that it is. It was Al Gore, wasn't it? <laughs> no, but <laughs> I'm thankful. Thanks, Al. I'm thankful for, for even that. Yeah, for even the fact that the, the government went out of its way to support the internet, which is awesome. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Because I use it all the time. And like, if you notice, if you don't have it for even a short period of time, you're like, what did we do? Yeah, and that's the thing. I do. I am thankful. Speaking of internet, I am thankful, though, that um, more to share our ages here. Yeah. <laughs> but we both remember life. Mm-hmm. Before internet, it was terrible. We're, we are at least old enough to where there was a significant length of time before either of us were regular internet users. It was terrible. Was it? Yes. I don't really remember it being terrible because I didn't know what I didn't know. I remember playing video games being something you did by yourself, and that was lame. I didn't even play video games. See, I did. I don't even know what I did. I don't know what you did either. We didn't have internet. I think you made mud pies and played with cats. I did do that a <laughs> lot. I think that was what you did. I did. I made mud pies and I would cut them into little pieces. I'd decorate them with flowers and <laughs> be like, come here, kitty. Yeah. <laughs> Eat my mud pie. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't, we didn't have uh, internet. We didn't, I didn't do video games and we couldn't get cable where I lived. Like we were so considered so far out in the sticks that cable yeah. wasn't even a thing. So there was no regular television. There was just like your three it standard stations. It sounds just awful. <laughs> yeah. Somehow I survived it though. Yeah. Well, thank God you don't have to do it that way anymore. You have the internet and you have great websites like Reddit with there's something for everyone on there is what I love. So mm-hmm. an example would be there's a one called uh, TV Too High that is a subreddit of nothing but photographs of televisions in rooms that are placed too highly in the room. Like precariously placed up. Yeah, or just like in the top corner. You ever been in a room where someone has a TV really <laughs> high up in the room and it's and frustrating? You're like, why is it there? Yeah, there's a whole <laughs> group of that, which I love that. This is the best thing about the internet. Yeah, the fact that, that that's a phenomenon in mm-hmm. which people could bond over. Yes, and then every time I see one of those pictures, I'm like, that's hilarious. I've been in a room like that. It's frustrating. Who puts their TV up that high? <laughs> <laughs> Do they watch it? Yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> and I love that the internet gives me a place to just focus on little things like that because you can learn a lot about the world. I think it's been the biggest, most influential, best thing that happened to me besides being alive. Yeah, and you know, you you're into the Reddit, I'm into Facebook. Memes in general. Memes, we both love the memes. Love memes. Um YouTube. Oh god, YouTube's the greatest yeah, we, we both are, are regular YouTube users. It's funny, though. We have different accounts, and we look at different 
different things, although every once in a while they line up. our interests will overlap yeah. and it'll be like, did you see this documentary though about mm-hmm. this thing? And I'm like, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I love that I found that, 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 you know, another niche community that exists is on YouTube. There's a community for people that run speed run quote unquote video games. So they'll play like Mario one, the original games and old mm-hmm. ones and see how fast they can beat them down to hundreds of a second. And it yeah. gets really competitive and that whole you would think that would be a small group of people but it's millions i've got channels that have millions of people watching this stuff. yeah and i didn't even know that that was even a thing i know it's awesome. until you told me about it and i was like wait okay wait, <laughs> yeah. wait 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 people play this game old video game like really old video game mm-hmm. And try to get through it or beat it as fast as they can to break a record. And thousands of people watch them do it. Every day. Every day. Yep. It's amazing. (laughs) It's amazing. Well, it's so great because it's it's something for everyone. That's what I mean. If you're interested in that, it's so cool that that is a place that you can go to. Before you had to somehow go to a place where they do competitions and like wait for the once a year or you just would never go at all and that right. would, it would be like just a thing you did by yourself in your room right <laughs> and, like, and no would, one would ever know right and which is boring and lame and not cool like that's what i love about the internet is it's yeah. allowed us to expand what's fun and to expand what we do with our time and expand our connections and, and kind mm-hmm. of our own communities right and if you are really interested in something you don't care that it's only a hundred thousand people around the world that are interested in it that's a hundred thousand people and that's really cool yeah and you can talk to them and connect with them i love it but it also has opened up shitholes like 4chan and well flat earth and all that but sure I mean, the exchanging of thoughts and ideas and information is going to naturally extend yeah. to some bad things. But I kind of love that, too. That gives us material for the show. It it's, does. It's, it gives us this something to go look at and be like, ew. So my, my <laughs> point is kind of that, like, even when these niche communities are shitty that you don't like, it's still interesting. You still learn. Uh, as much as I hate the MGTOW and the incels, I learn from them. So it's yeah. something. And the fact that they can organize lets you see. It's like I used to always say, you know. If somebody is dressed as a Nazi and has a Nazi swastika on their, like, tattooed on their body, it's like I kind of appreciate that because I know by looking at them that they're a Nazi and I don't have to (laughs) get tricked into thinking they're a good person. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. There's something kind of nice about, like, people who just come out and say, like, hey, I hate women and I'm a misogynist. I I am an incel. Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. You're a misogynist. So, like, I know not to listen to you right off the bat. I know to discredit basically anything you say to me. Right. It's kind of (laughs) nice. Yeah. In a way, it's convenient. And the internet having these little communities has caused that to happen. I could go on and on for hours about how awesome (laughs) the internet is. And I probably will. But no, not if I cut you off. Yeah, we're gonna cut that off there because Amanda has a list of things that she's thankful for I that I really do. wanted I to have get into. A list. So I put together a little list of things that I am thankful for. That's awesome. Number one, I'm thankful that women can run for president. <laughs> I'd be thankful or if they could win. Yeah, I put a note under we never win, but we can run. <laughs> yeah, I would be more thankful if they could win, but I am thankful that they could at least run. It wasn't that long ago they couldn't even vote. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So progress. Progress. We're getting there, ladies. Thanks, Kamala. One of these days. Kamala is one of these days we'll run and win. Yeah. And it'll be great. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be nice. I am thankful for the makers of birth control. Oh, yes. <laughs> Considering that we're in 2020, the pandemic and everyone's staying at home or supposed to be. Uh-huh. 
birth control will help and prevent unwanted pandemic pregnancies. Pandemic babies. Pandemic babies. Which sounds like the best death metal name ever. It does. Or we like are pandemic album. babies. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of wonder, too, like how many parents are going to name their kids pandemic. pandemic. Like their baby. Like, There's going to be at least one. Pandemic. This yeah. is Pandemic Smith. I'm going to copyright that for a metal band. <laughs> Hello, California. We are pandemic babies. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I'd listen. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am thankful for super smart science bitches. They are our only hope at this yeah. point. Like, mm-hmm. if left to our own devices, we would just implode. Yeah. They're, they're, they're inventing vaccines, and they're, they're kind of related to the birth control thing. I think some of them were science Science bitches, bitches yeah, man. Yeah, so I'm glad for them. I'm not one. I can't. I could never be a scientist. No, but we fully support. Yeah, but I support them. And encourage and cheer and champion. Mm-hmm. Thank you for, for saving humanity yeah. from itself. Unless you consider humor a science, I am not a scientist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thankful that conservatives began calling liberals snowflakes. Oh, uh, yeah. I am glad they did that. Mm-hmm. That's where we got our name. It is because they took this term and made it into like a derogatory. It's weird. I don't even understand how snowflake is supposed to be derogatory. Well, it's like it's like a snowflake in the sense of it's each one is different and special and yeah. unique. And they're like slinging that back at, yeah. at liberals and saying like, you think you're so special and unique and you're precious and you're, you know, sensitive mm-hmm. and weak. It's weird, though, because I would make the logical argument that if I operate under the assumption that everyone is special and unique, then I'm capable of more empathy. That seems <laughs> obvious to me. It does seem obvious to me, too. Yeah. So yeah. like any way that would increase empathy seems to be like a positive thing to me. So either way, we just full on embraced the term yeah. and did that thing where like you reclaim the yeah. negative by calling ourselves snowflakes. Yeah, and they gave that to us. So thanks, conservatives. Thanks, guys. <laughs> because I really do believe that anything that increases empathy is a net positive for America. And for us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thankful for George Washington Carver. Oh, yeah. Because I love peanut butter. I love peanut butter, too. Peanut butter is my favorite food in the entire world. I, it might be my favorite food in the entire world, too. It's damn good. Yeah. I, I like it so much I named a cat that wasn't mine uh, peanut butter. <laughs> we have this. So, so there's this cat, right, mm-hmm. who belongs to our neighbors. Yeah. And she kept wandering over mm-hmm. pretty much every day, hanging out at our house. Yeah, and being all sweet. And we sort of pseudo-adopted her. And I named her Peanut Butter. Because we don't actually know what her given name is. No, she's Peanut Butter. So she's Peanut Butter to us. Yeah. And now she responds. She does. She knows If you call Peanut Butter, butter, she's like, oh, hey. That's because I like that food so much. I just named her after something I like. (laughs) Well, it reminds me of when I was a kid, there there was another little kid who had a cat like, he lived right across the street from the school where we stayed after for the YMCA. Mm. And his cat would come see him, visit, visit him while we were out playing kickball or whatever. And his cat was named Pizza with Extra Cheese. Pizza with Extra Cheese. Can you imagine when you take your... So, okay, when you yeah, take you gotta your, go to the vet. You take your cat to the vet, uh-huh. and you're in the little waiting area, and then they call... They come out. They don't call your name. They call the pet's name. Uh-huh. So it's like, Pizza with Extra Cheese. <laughs> yeah. Pizza with Extra Cheese. I think that's a kid thing. You just name it after something you really like. <laughs> well, now the neighbor's cat is just peanut butter. It's just peanut butter, which is awesome. Yeah. I'm thankful for MTV. 
Oh yeah, MTV. And not even I miss it. sadly, not even really for like the music video part of things. Although that was great. That's uh, that's where you and I differ. I love the music video. I did love them. I I obviously I when when we finally got cable. Yeah. <laughs> out in the sticks. Uh huh. Um, my television pretty much stayed on MTV nonstop. That's awesome. I love the MTV. And too. so I, you know, I obviously did love mm-hmm. the music videos and the shows and stuff. Thriller. Oh yeah. But what I appreciate about MTV the most is that they were kind of the catalyst for what we now have as reality TV. Yeah. And I am a reality TV the real world. fan. Yeah, because the real world yeah, started with uh, MTV. Little tidbit for you. A girl I went to high school with that I graduated with that sat next to me in English class was on the real world. Really? Yep. Which one? Do you Her remember? Her name. No, was which Cameron. like which real world? I don't remember. It was later. It was obviously later. Oh, uh, okay. I think it was San Diego, but I'm, I could be wrong. How interesting. Did you watch it? Yeah. And you were like, hey, I know her. Yeah, she sat beside me in English. Her name was Cameron. That's nuts. Yeah. Huh, okay. She put on her accent way thicker than it was in real life. It was really funny. She, in the show, she like did the southern accent up, and it was oh. hilarious because she never did that in school You're at like, all. You're like, that's not real. Yeah. <laughs> she was really popular in school. And uh, yeah. She had rich family, so uh, I mean, yeah. like, I know how it happened. Of course, of course. It was weird, though. She was on there. But thanks to MTV, I've gotten to watch shows like Project Runway, mm-hmm. which I literally watched every episode of every season. Yeah, I watched some of that with you. I was a diehard Project Runway fan. Oh, Tim Gunn. I named my car after Tim Gunn. It's actually not a very bad show. There's some pretty good stuff it's in there. It's a great show. And Heidi Klum, Vande, you're in. And the next, you're out. You used to always give me credit for being good at judging fashion. You got really good at it. Yeah, for somebody who dresses like you'd absolute like, shit. You'd come at, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I called you your hobo shoes. Yeah. When we first started dating, your shoes had so many holes. And the shirt you're wearing right now has a gigantic <laughs> hole right in the front of it. Yeah. Like, what? What is wrong with you? So much like a homeless person, I'm pretty good at judging fashion. You would you would come wandering out. I'd be in the living room watching Project Runway, and you'd come wandering out to get a snack, and you'd take a look at something on the screen, and you'd be like, "Oh, he's gonna win." (laughs) And I'm just like, "How do you know that?" And then that's a pretty good looking dress. And then like ten minutes later, sure enough, he'd win. I'm like, "How did you? How did you do? Look at you!" Yeah, I know. It was I was pretty good at it. I don't know why. How did you know fashion? I don't know. Um, but yeah, so like Project Runway or like mm-hmm. Face Off um, or RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. All the, I'm really into like the that competition. That one's hard for me to watch because they're too mean. <laughs> you always say that the drag queens are too they mean. They are. It's cringy. It's hard to watch. Yeah. Well, for you. For me. I know that it's it's an act. Like yeah, part of the shtick of being a, a drag queen is to be yeah. catty. I mean, they have, they call it reading. Like yeah. the library is open. Yeah. it's, it's They a whole... read each other to filth. Yeah. It's crazy because I'm like, God, I wouldn't not and say anything like that. And you're like, this like hurts that. my feelings. Yeah. You're being so mean. <laughs> he can't help his nose looks like that. He was born that way. <laughs> I know. It's great. It's great. Um, so yeah, those are the things I'm thankful for. Yeah, um, good things. But I also want to say that I am thankful, and I know you are as well, to our listeners. Yes, I'm most, besides the internet, well, they use the internet to listen, besides the internet. Yeah, I'm thanks for, for having the, the internet, you guys. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who's listening, because it's. I didn't honestly expect anybody to care, and the fact that people listen is 
amazing. And yeah. I love you guys for that. Yeah, we really appreciate you. And I do want to give a few shout outs to, yeah, to our shout-outs. regulars, people that I know for sure listen to us because they interacted with us and give awesome. us feedback. So thank you. Thank you going to Emily, Gary, Andrea, Christy, Graham, 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 Amy, Kat, Randy, Josh, and Travis. And Sharon. And Sharon. <laughs> and I'm sure there's probably somebody that we didn't name. And Billy Ray Charles. Oh, Billy, Billy Ray. Ray Billy Ray, don't be mad, man. Yeah. <laughs> he, he won't be that mad, trust me. Yeah, no, he's like, it's all right. It's he doesn't right. usually make it through the whole episode, from my understanding. No, he tunes out. Yeah, he gets distracted. <laughs> no, but really, if anybody's listening and you're like, I'm a regular and we didn't name you. Send, um, let us know. Let we'll us know. Yell at us. Yeah. <laughs> Because we really appreciate everybody who listens, and I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate the fact that I met you, and that I fell in love with you, and that I made a show with you, and that you're really funny, and you had the best line in this whole episode, so oh, I appreciate that, and I'm thanks. thankful for it. Well, I appreciate you as well, and I appreciate oh. that we get to do this. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's great, and uh, thanks for everybody for listening, and thanks to you for making this podcast with me. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to end this one with a mic check minute. We are. Um, it's going to involve me probably doing an impersonation. <laughs> yeah, I, I think imagine. it will. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to play that real quick and see what that sounds like. Yeah. Enjoy the mic check minute. Yeah. Right. Check, chickity, check, 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 one, two, check, one, two. Yes. Well, hello and welcome to the Carolina Snowflakes podcast where two Southerners come to terms with their liberal snowflake tendencies. I'm your host, George Takei. George Takei. Yes, well, George Takei. Right. Check, chickity, check, check. Check, one, two. Bra- you bra- do the wave with your arms and get loose. Loosey-goosey. Loosen up. Don't get too stiff. Be comfortable talking into the microphone. Be loose butthole. Loose, no, don't be loose butthole during podcast. <laughs> We don't want to shit all over the place. Be comfortable talking into the mic. George Takei. We don't want to shit all over the place. Yes, well. Be comfortable talking into the mic. Be comfortable talking into the mic. Yes, well. I'm your host, George Takei. We don't want to shit all over the place. We don't want to shit all over the place. Yes, well. We don't want to shit all over the place. <laughs> oh george takai awesome. you're funny thanks well that does it for this week's episode of the carolina snowflakes podcast if you like what you heard you can find us on the internet at the glorious internet the glorious internet <laughs> carolinasnowflakes.com yeah carolinasnowflakes.com and if you want to find us on some social media on the glorious internet you can find us on the facebook's facebook.com forward slash carolina snowflakes and if we forgot to thank you or if there's something we forgot to be thankful for you can email us and let us know at carolina snowflakes at gmail.com gmail.com thanks for listening bye